Hello, and welcome to the Student Voice. My name is Dean McInnes, and I'm here with a high school student named... Katie Gallen. And Katie is in what grade? I'm a sophomore at Eagle Point High School. Oh, perfect. So, um, you were recently in the Mail Tribune, right? Yes, I was. For what? I was nominated for the Congress of Future Medical Leaders recently. Okay, and for a novice like myself, what would that mean? That means that I get to go with a bunch of other students that are my age, and we get to talk about uh, the medical field. Honestly, it's like a big Zoom call where I get to talk with Harvard graduates, and I get to watch a live procedure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, do you know what the procedure is? We don't know yet. It's going to be spontaneous. So oh, we'll that, that part will be fun. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that recognition and receiving that? I think it's really cool. I never thought that, I mean, I never heard of anything like this before until I was nominated. So it's a really good opportunity for me. How did you get nominated? I was nominated because of my 4.0 from College Board, which is how I sign up for my AP classes to take the tests to get my college credit in high school. So they found out about me and then they mailed me this letter. Oh, wow. Um, so you obviously have an interest in the medical field. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be? I want to be an emergency room medicine specialist. And what exactly is that? Is that a, a doctor? Yes. It's like trauma. It's ER. Okay. Yeah. So you are first responder at the hospital when the paramedics show up and it's life-threatening. That's you and your responsibility. Yes. Where? Why is your interest in that? I love adrenaline rushes and I feel like there's never going to be a dull moment in that. So, I mean, I feel like it's the field for me. Uh, do you have a career path kind of lined up as far as like a school you want to go to or colleges that you've applied to? I know you're only a sophomore, so there's a definitely some time to think about that, but do you want to stay on the West Coast or are you wanting to go back to the East Coast? I kind of want to head towards the East Coast. I've talked with a few Ivy League colleges already and uh, with their admissions, so I'm shooting for Ivy League, but anything short of that is going to be, I mean, pretty great, so... So, um, yeah, I mean, just getting a, your recognition, that should be a huge help uh, with the schooling, right? Yes. As far as admissions go? Right, like um, all of the articles and things about me. Oh, okay. Um, so how long does it take to become a trauma specialist? Is that like a 13-year degree, or how long is that? I believe it's 12 to 13 years. 12 yes. to 13 years. So pretty much you're going K through 12, and then you're going to go and do 12 years over again. Yep. So you'll be in school for a total of like 24 to 25 years. Yeah, well, school is my favorite thing, so. Oh. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're like the perfect uh, candidate for it then. Yeah. Um, have you even like fathomed maybe a little bit of like what another 12 years of school is going to be like? I think it's probably going to be a little more hectic than, you know, the first like elementary school phase mm -hmm. because like. I mean, it's elementary school, so you don't remember much of it. But 12 more years of school, it's going to be rough. It's going to be intense, but I'm ready for it. Sure. I'm excited for it. So you're probably not going to have, like, cookie time during medical school like you did in kindergarten? No, probably no. not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be a little more intense. Um, and you said you maintained, when we were talking before this, that you've maintained a 4.0? Yes. I'm or above a 4.0, that's right. Yes, currently I have a 4.125 GPA. Oh. Wow. Um, how do you get a more than a 4.0? 
Uh, you take AP classes, which are college classes mm-hmm. in high school, and you can receive a five in those classes instead of a four, and then that counts towards your weighted GPA. Oh, okay. Um, so have you? how long have you had your 4.0 for? Um, I've had 4.0 since the beginning of freshman year. Okay. And that was during COVID, right? Yes. So what was it like to try to upkeep that GPA mm-hmm. when you're – whole basis for how school operates, how you learn, how you function, totally changed. What was, what was like your, I know that's a big question, mm-hmm. so maybe we can focus on um, what was the biggest challenge for you with the, the change in structure, like going from classroom to iPad? Definitely the fact that I had to email my teachers if I had any questions about anything because I was the kind of person who in person school I would go and ask the teacher like if I had any question I would be there after school or right away if I had a question with email it's like 25 to 35 minutes before they would reply and I'm a self-paced person so waiting for that was honestly my biggest struggle Mm -hmm. like if we had any technical difficulties it really frustrated me but I mean I adapted after a while so. Did you feel like the workload was a little bit higher at home than it was in school because you weren't able to, like, ask those direct questions? Do you feel like it maybe increased kind of the the feeling of the workload, not the actual workload? Definitely, especially with all honors classes. It mm-hmm. just, like, took it up through the roof. Since it was freshman year, I had never really taken, like, all of the honors classes, only the ones available in middle school. Mm-hmm. So the work wo- the workload was definitely more. In my opinion. And you said that you're, you're self-paced. Um, is When you're online, when you were online, mm-hmm. were you able to move at a different rate than if you were in, let's say, now in the classroom or prior to in the classroom? How does this self-paced come into play? So uh, when we were online school, I could get done with all of my schoolwork. Like starting at 8, I could get done about 12 for an entire day's worth, sometimes two days' worth. Oh, wow. And then I would just take days off sometimes, just log on to Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm really, like, efficient, I guess, when it comes to work. I can blow through, like, work projects really fast. Mm-hmm. So going in person, it was also, like, a different struggle because I had to make that shift back to where, like, the teacher makes the full instruction and then you get the time that's like guided in class so, so you can't really jump ahead in, in right. class like you can online yeah like i used to log on to canvas and then do like the assignments that would be done for the next week so that i would have time to go to track practice after mm-hmm. zoom class you don't really get that now so i have a lot more homework after track practice uh, do you find that your time is a little more limited now it is, but that could be because I have a lot of extracurriculars now because COVID <laughs> is a little bit like not as, um, it's not taking as much away from me anymore. Like I can do all of my extra sports and all of my mm-hmm. skills USA and stuff like that. So when you were at home doing the online pacing mm-hmm. um, through COVID, track practice, did that exist? Yes. Actually, we had track practice from January all the way through May or June. So it's not like you were doing extra, more activities now than you were then, or it's more of the pacing, the fact that, like, if you're in a class and you are able to move ahead because of your, you know, the way that you learn and um, your Mm 4.0, you're almost kind of, like, 
pumping the brakes to slow down and wait till the next day when you can get to that other assignment because you haven't got it yet from the teacher. Yeah, exactly. So it's more of a pacing thing. And yeah. does do you think online worked for you a little better? Or do you... Yeah, I really liked the self-paced part of it, but I also really like having my teachers where I can talk to them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like different aspects of both. I, I mean, I like both of them, so. Yeah. What do you like about being back in school? I really like that, I mean, number one, I get to meet my teachers. I know what they mm-hmm. look like. And, um, you don't have to wait 30 minutes for an email. Yeah, exactly. And um, just honestly, the opportunities that you get when you're in person is so much more than, like, not in person. Mm-hmm. Like, the first week that we went back to school, I became a cheerleader. I was on the table tennis team. And then I started track and field, which I didn't think I would do any of those things at mm-hmm. all, ever. Do you feel like uh, even though the pacing was more to your benefit mm-hmm. at home for the, the educational side of things, um, being in school and joining those extra um, activities and sports, uh, is it because you love sports or do you think you just really enjoy the social aspect that comes with it of like the team building and feeling part of something bigger? I'd say it's both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love sports. I've been in sports since first grade. Um, but I also do like the team building aspects of it. I mean, I'm team captain, so mm. that's like one of the main things that I worry about is okay. team building. So, I mean, it's one of my major parts of my life. So, what? Um, moving into uh, another little segment here, um, we just switched to mass optional. Um, has any of the the masking impacted you in any way? Like, you know, being at home and not having a mask and then being in school and having to wear a mask for a while and now masks are optional so you can choose. Um, has that really impacted your schooling in any way, do you feel like? Or has it impacted more of like the social side of things, not being able to see somebody's face, like um, not being able to gauge um, somebody's facial expressions, which is 90% plus our communication style. Um, and I was just curious if, if that had like hindered the actual schooling side of it, or if it was more of the lighthearted kind of social, enjoyable, like being a kid's school end of it. Uh, For me personally, I found that I actually talk less when I have a mask on. Mm -hmm. So like when the teacher would ask a a question in class, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel as obligated to answer with the mask on for some reason. And when we went masks optional, I don't wear a mask at school. Mm -hmm. So I feel more obligated to talk. I don't know what it is about it, but I just feel like... It's almost like the mask is your kind of security blanket a bit. Like, as long as I'm hiding behind this, I don't have to speak up. Exactly. Especially when I felt like the teachers didn't really know what I looked like or who I was under the mask. Mm -hmm. Then I felt like I could hide a little bit more. But now I'm like, you know... Maybe I'll talk a little bit more. Right. So you feel like that little little barrier has been kind of pulled in. So now you feel more uh, free to open your mouth and start talking. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I was just curious mainly because this change just happened this week. Exactly. So um, I'm always looking for a student's perspective on things. Um, you know, I, I read a lot with my job as a communication supervisor. So I'm constantly reading the ODE, the OHA, our local health authority authority Mm -hmm. and so much of the topic was about masking from like a medical perspective or a parent perspective or a you know department of education perspective and I always like the opportunity to get a student's perspective since 
you are the ones who are wearing them. I mean, we are too as staff and teachers, of course, but I feel like um, the actual students are the ones um, who are experiencing something they've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. You're in class all day. You're hindering all that interaction. So I always just like to see if it impacts kids as much as it feels like it's impacted adults. Yeah. So I always like to add that perspective in. Um, so you've got like two years left of high school. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like want tos? And I'm not talking about like goals, but like this is something I really want to do. Like my your goal obviously is probably to keep your 4.0 all the way to school. Yeah. But is there anything that is just like constantly pops up in your mind and you're like, this is what I want to do before I'm done with my graduation? Mm. And it could be sports. It could be school. Can be personal life. I I honestly want to be on the varsity volleyball team. Okay. That is like all I've <laughs> wanted since I was in middle school and I started mm-hmm. playing volleyball. So how are you currently playing volleyball? Yes. On uh, JV? Yes, JV team captain. What'll get you to that varsity side? Because I'm just curious because the sports side is completely different than the academic side. Yeah, it is. So um, your path to I guess I would say Getting there logistically might look similar, like with practicing, like studying, Mm -hmm. things like that. Do you feel like you use some of that educational aspect that you get to accomplish a 4.0? Do you take some of that um, strategy and apply it to, like, this goal that you have, this want to get varsity? No, yeah, I definitely do. I take the strategies of, like, make a goal, break Mm -hmm. down the steps – yeah, I, I basically use the exact same format, like the SMART goals. I do those all the time. So, do you think you'll get it in uh, as a junior, or I hope so. I've been practicing my butt off this year, so <laughs> um, I started training like fifty um, percent more than I was before, mm-hmm. and we're on a travel team now, so that's bigger competition, harder level competition. So mm-hmm. it's been a great experience, and I feel like I've definitely gotten better. What's your do you? Uh, what's your favorite position, to, or what's your current position to play right now? I'm a setter, okay. right side. Gotcha. I was I was wondering uh, what do you what do you mentioned volleyball. Usually, stature wise, setters are tend to be a little bit um, shorter. Yeah. And so um, I'm obviously five six. So when I played volleyball, I was always a setter too. So mm-hmm. I wasn't up at the net blocking and spiking very often. Yeah, no, so. not my ball game. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're just going into uh, spring break here, um, starting on Monday. Uh, you got any plans? Are you uh, going to just take the week off or and not focus on school and just maybe work on practicing volleyball or track? What, what's in store for you next week? Um, next week I have track practice. Um, next weekend I have the Congress of Future Medical Leaders for mm-hmm. both days. And um, sleeping. Catching up on sleep from homework <laughs> deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, that's like one of my favorite things to do on a, on a day off is not set my alarm clock. Um, I, I still get up at like 7, but um, it's more of a natural wake up instead of the, the annoying alarm sound yeah. that like you never get used to. Oh, no. So um, is there anything else you'd like to, to include in our conversation while, while, while I've got you here? Um, not anything particular. Okay. Well, I just want to say it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, thank you so much um, for taking the time, especially on a day off when you're not in school, to mm-hmm. come do this. Um, the other thing, too, is 
again, what a huge accomplishment. And you definitely seem like somebody who sets a goal and makes it happen. So I hope you end up on that varsity team. As far as school goes, like there's no doubt in my mind that you will totally succeed on that one. I hope you end up in the Ivy League that you want to. Um, but I'm sure that there'll be some options when you get there for you, especially with the path that you're on with two years left. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, Katie. You have yourself a great day. You too.